Soup with Coop is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. You came over, walked over, and picked up both of them. And we're just like, what's up, boys? Ah, and they're going, what the heck? And I'm like, I don't think that's happening in New England. Belichick's like, get these kids out of here. My next guest on Soup with Coop is one of the great defensive minds, but more importantly, one of my favorite people in the whole world. I can't believe he agreed to be on this show. Welcome, John Fox, to Soup with Coop. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Coop. How about yourself? I'm great. I'm just I'm excited to share a little soup with you today. What what kind of soup are you having? Well, I got my favorite soup on the planet. Um, it's New England clam chowder, and it's from my nicest little uh, uh, go-to place down here in Marco Island called Island Gypsy. Ooh. And it's delicious. I, I look forward to coming down and saying hello one time and take me over there. You are know you, you're invited anytime. Well, I, you know, I'm having a little New England clam chowder myself. It's delish. <laughs> Well, I have to get my napkin out, Kurt. Oh, it's okay. It, I'm a little, I'm a little messy. I think that, that's that, that's the defensive roots in me. This show is a little messy, so well, feel free to spill all <laughs> over yourself and say whatever you want, um, Coach. I, you know, the, one of the first things when you look up your uh, your bio and stuff, one of the things that kind of you kind of weed through, and is your stepdad was a Navy SEAL. Yeah. What, what was that like growing up with a, a Navy SEAL in your family? Well, I'll tell you what, I can remember sitting in my garage, uh, packing his war bag and taking M16 magazines and taping them back to back so that when they were, you know, on mission, they could click it out and then just turn it around and flip it back up. So basically they had uh, two magazines of rounds. Uh, We also had one of their um, war dogs stay with us, Susie. Um, that was a big German shepherd. And uh, at that time, she only knew German commands because they didn't want the the kids in the family to attack. (laughs) So anyways, he lived with us. And then one day I went out to the base with him. Uh, He and Brewmiller were uh, training the dog. And I mean, I was like, that dog lives with us? (laughs) She's about about to tear Mr. Brewmiller's arm off. Uh, did you did you ever want to get in the military and follow suit or did you always just have a, a little more of a athletics you know uh well, I think, you know that was that was in the 60s when I was probably about 11 years old but that's about when I got uh, into football when I was 11 that was my first year of competitive football or organized football but um you know then what followed that when I became a teenager was the 70s and it was in that era it was pretty anti-military you know, at that time, we he opened up Bud's training out there in Coronado. So we left Little Creek, Virginia and Virginia Beach and uh, moved out to San Diego. Um, so the, the little bit older I got, Coop, I kind of, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't real popular to be in the military at that time. You know, the Vietnam War was uh, getting pretty trashed. Um, but I, I have a great, you know, a greater appreciation, you know, for what he did and what they do and, um, you know, the military in general today than I did back in the 60s and 70s. You know, it's funny. A couple of things get me choked up in the world. And it's a lot of times it's like father son relationships and, you know, people doing things that they never didn't think they could do. But also when you see those 
and, and ESPN does a good job of when they do those clips when someone's coming home and yeah. all of a sudden they're doing something, they look over and it's just a dart to go and just hug. And I, I mean, I get I get choked up every time. Well, there's a lot of similarities. I can remember as a kid, you know, my dad would do six month tours and, you know, all his uh, teammates were, you know, in the neighborhood, a little bit like football. And, and, you know, the guys would go off and do their thing. And, you know, the moms and the kids all hung out. Um, you know, we did things together because the dads were gone for six months. And, you know, there's a lot of correlations to that in football season. I'm not trying to say it's the same no, because you know, that's the ultimate. But um, there are some correlations between, in my opinion, sport and the military. With Caesars Sportsbook and Casino, every bet earns with Caesars Rewards. That means whether you win or lose, you're always earning towards perks like free stays at iconic Caesars properties, game tickets, dining, and more. And if you haven't started yet, here's a reminder. Your first bet is on Caesars, up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code OMAHAFULL and place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it back as a free bet. Must be 21 or older, offer valid, and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit $1,250. Must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No when to Stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1 800 Next Step. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas, Crossing Casino, call 1 800 522 4700. Indiana, call 1 800 9 with it. Iowa, call 1 800 Bets Off. Louisiana, call 1 877 770 Stop. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1 800 270 7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW YORK, 467-369. Before we even get into your career, one of my favorite memories of all time, you're coaching the Broncos in Denver, Peyton's there, and I bring my boys up, I bring the whole family up to a game. and kind of, you know, I bring Arch and Hyde into the locker room. Yeah. And we're, they're kind of looking around and there's Von Miller and there's Wes Welker. They're just kind of got, and it's in Peyton's in the shower. We're kind of waiting for him. And you had some people in town and you came over, walked over and picked up both of them. And we're just like, what's up boys. Ah, and they're going, what the heck? And I'm like, what other locker room in the whole NFL does the head coach come over there and just grab these, you know, eight and 10 year olds and just swing them around like they're his own. And I, I'm like, I don't think that's happening in New England. Belichick's <laughs> like, get these kids out of here. So I just, it's the most, and they're like, they love, they've loved Coach Fox ever since. So oh, well, uh, I appreciate that. It was, uh, you know, we always encouraged. I mean, you know, I was lucky to be around some great coaches. And, you know, even when I was an assistant and, you know, when I was with Chuck Moll at the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, Saturday's practice was family day. And all the kids came to practice. And, you know, I just always try to carry that. It's a valuable lesson I learned, and you know, how important family is. And you try to breed that within your football team. I have fond memories of going to those practices with my dad on Saturday. I thought Chuck Muncie and Wes Chandler were my best friends growing up. And they were just, just because it was a fun day at Saturday, 
Chuck Knoll is kind of as as great of a coach he, as he was, four Super Bowls, unbelievable amount of talent and Hall of Famers he coached. He's still kind of a mysterious man all these years, you know, quiet, understated. What was it like being under him? Well, you know, he was, I think probably the, the biggest lesson I learned from him was he was just so even keeled, Coop. You know, it was, you know, I think our first two games, we lost by a combined score of like 90 to 7 you know, against the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals, who really weren't that good. <laughs> so I didn't say much about us. But, um, you know, we went on to, to to win the division and make the playoffs and really lost to Denver out there uh, in the divisional round, you know, to go to the championship game. Um, but, you know, he never wavered. He was always just Mr. Steady, you know, never too high with wins, never too low with losses. Uh, the other thing that I learned from Chuck was, you know, it was never about him. You know, it wasn't – he wasn't demonstrative on the sideline, uh, very even-keeled. Uh, you know, he wasn't doing commercials. He won four Super Bowls. He was kind of the greatest thing there was at that at that phase of the NFL. Um, you know, he didn't do commercials. It was never about him. It was always about the players. And, uh, you know, I always really appreciated that. Well, I think you followed suit. You were – I would say – say whatever you want about your – you were a, definitely a player's coach. Players love to play for you, and that that always shines. Just because you when you ask someone, say, "Is Coach Fox here?" Oh, Foxy! I talked to him two days ago. They just they lighten up. It's such a great way to be, and you have such a uh, profound effect on these young men. I think they just they love you, and they do anything for you, and they play hard for you. Well, that's uh, you know I think that's oh that's an edge I think that's important. You know they feel involved. I'm talking about players. Uh, they feel like. You know, they have say, um, you know, my experience is when whenever you pe let people feel like, you know, they they own they have ownership, uh, they'll do that much more for you, whether it's in the business world or the athletic world or even in your own family. Did you know, I mean, I know you were a great athlete and loved to compete, but did you always in the back of your mind say, I think I might want to get into coaching one day? Well, you know what, Coop? It's really amazing. My high school friends and college friends and just, you know, lifelong friends, um, you know, back to what I was telling you, when I was 11, I, I played my first year of organized football. I had a great coach, had a great team, and I fell in love with the game. And, and even at 11, I was going to play football as long as I could, and then I was going to coach. And I, I never changed majors. I never changed focus. I never... I never deviated from that plan. When you look in the NFL today, you being a defensive-minded guy, is it is it harder to coach defense now than, it, than it's ever been? Well, no question, because I think the rules, you know, I was talking to Steve Young, you know, a couple of years back when I was working with ESPN and, you know, just talking about playing quarterback. I mean, you know, not that it's easy now, but it was way tougher then, you know, as far as, you know, the middle of the field wasn't open like it is now. I mean, guys were getting blown up, uh, you know, and you get you get a receiver blown up back in those days and the receiver would be looking at you as a quarterback, like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> you know, now you get a flag, automatic first down. Somebody on defense probably gets ejected. Um, the game, you know, in the same way with, uh, you know, on defense back in those days, it was like, you try to crush the quarterback, you know, it was like, and you blame the offensive coordinator. Well, quit calling passes and we won't kill your quarterback. You know, that was the mindset back then. And uh, so those quarterbacks, 
I mean, they got they got rattled around pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, the, the rules have changed. I think all for the good. I think safety of players and taking care of the players, I think, is all good. Uh, but it definitely has opened up offensive football. You know, whether it's the penalties or the, the rules of the game, they're encouraging scoring. Uh, so it, it makes it that much harder on defense. Looking back at some of the great players you've coached, on the defensive side, who, who stands out as some of the guys you just loved to coach? I'm not saying they're the best player of all time, but just you loved having him in your locker room and loved that he was on your side of the, your side of the ball. Well, I, I just was talking to James earlier before we came on, and, and like he brought up that Rod Woodson was just on. And uh, Rod played for me in Pittsburgh, and that was my NFL debut as a secondary coach was with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, Rod was a second-year guy. He uh, uh, obviously had a great rookie season, but, you know, he was the epitome. When I draw up a defensive back, uh, a cornerback, I mean, that's what they should look like and be like. You know, I watched him single-handedly in the uh, in the Houston Astrodome, believe it or not. That was that was where we were playing in the wild card round, and he single-handedly won the game. I mean, he came up at corner, stripped the football, recovered the ball, uh, and then Gary Anderson was able to kick a walk-off, you know, game-winning field goal uh, in that game. And you know, I mean, I, I just never saw a player, whether it was a punt return, a kick return, or just you know, a run play that turned into a turnover, not just a passing game. Um, you know, I go back to Michael Strahan. You know, we I just got to see him in the Bahamas about a month ago. Uh, and it's great to see what he's done. I mean, now he's a movie star, basically. I mean, there's a lot of people don't even know he played football. <laughs> you know, most of this. That's amazing. That is, that's pretty impressive when they don't remember him as a football player. They know him on he, – he's a busy man. No doubt, no doubt, which – you know, I mean, look, he's a great, great person. You know, he's a great player. And, uh, you know, there's no, there's no mystery why he's been so successful. He's just got tremendous focus and, you know, determination. And he's, you know, really good at what he does. He's a great, great, great person. Uh, you know, Julius Peppers, yeah. you know. Uh, no you no know, one just, no one is physically gifted as Julius, would you say? No, I mean, just. No, I mean, he just, he walked in from day one, Coop, and you knew he was going to be the starter. You know, uh, we had a kid on the other side named Mike Rucker, who, again, just a great person, great player. And he says, Foxy, you got to start him right now. I mean, don't even mess with the veteran <laughs> stuff. He goes, he goes, he, he's the guy. <laughs> and sure enough, he started from day one. And, uh, you know, what a great player. You know, you know, on offense, you know, Steve Smith, what a competitive, great guy. Your brother, you know, what a pleasure it was to be with him. Uh, you know, what he brought to the table. And, you know, it's just, you don't get a chance to do, you know, be 16 years as a head coach and 32 years as an assistant um, without having great players. And, uh, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, it's not, not about plays, it's about players and who's executing those plays. And then on the opposite side, scheming for other players to, you played against. I mean, just, I always like to, kind of get a sense of, you know, Peyton talks about, oh, you know, going against Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, just, you know, the, that week of preparation was just brutal. By the time a game was over, you were just spent. Who who gave you fits at night knowing they were they were coming to town on Sunday? 
Well, I think I go back, you know, a lot of times for me it was backs. And it was backs that not only were great runners, but, you know, they were equally as threatening as a receiver. You know, I go back to Marshall Falk, you know, from, uh, you know, the St. Louis days. And, um, you know, just, you know, how much time we had to spend because not one guy could cover them. I mean, even if you drop the safety out of the, you know, brought down the safety, you know, that wasn't going to be enough. You always had to have something to shove him to as as a helper. Um, And, you know, that takes a lot of work on defense to, you know, basically where he lines up, what side, um, you know, he's lined up formationally to and and how to get that help. Uh, But he was a guy that, you know, it took a lot of work, you know, to get that done. And still with all the other weapons, you know, that was just an added problem. You know, uh, and, you know, for some reason we got to see them a lot, which was uh, which was not good because we were a good football team. And you'd have to get through them, you know, to get to that uh, Super Bowl. Like what team you pull for? You just pull for the guys that you coached and th- that how it works. You, every Sunday you're going, OK, well, shoot, I got three old guys, you know, yeah. playing for this team and two for this. So how, how do you you just pull them for individuals? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it, Coop. You know, there's there's. People, you know, you get, this game is about relationships. You know what I mean? I wouldn't know you like I, I, I know you if it wouldn't have been for Peyton, you know. And, and so, you know, your whole family I grew close to. Uh, but, you know, those are – it's about relationships. You know, I got a guy, Brandon Staley. I mean, I hired him in 2017 to be my linebacker coach, you know, from a little school out of Ohio. And now he's the head damn coach for uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so – you know, to watch his rise and, you know, he's got a bunch of my guys that are on his staff, you know, that it coached for me. Um, so it's hard not to pull for guys like that. I've always been kind of intrigued by just the fraternity of coaches. I mean, you can compete against guys, you know, twice a year and, and prepare and hate them and, you know, go at them. But at the same time, that coaching fraternity is pretty close and you don't find a whole lot of coaches saying bad things about another coach because you never know it. You might be <laughs> looking for a job around the corner <laughs> and need a friend. So I always thought that was kind of an interesting to be that competitive yet be so fraternal. Well, I think, you know, like a lot of people don't realize, again, there's a lot of great professions out there and I've, I've gotten to be around, you know, a lot of great people in different fields. Uh, but in the NFL, you got to remember, you know, I used to tell people this all the time. I mean, there's only 31 people that do what I do. All right. And, and that was whether I was a DB coach or a defensive coordinator or a head coach. It didn't matter. You can be the equipment man. And, you know, you take a lot of pride in that job. And it's a hard job and a demanding job. But there's only 31 other equipment men, you know, in the world. So it's, it's, you know, just number wise, whether you're a player or a quarterback or a middle linebacker or equipment man, I mean, there's not that many people that are employed and do that job. What, what's the worst part about being a head coach? You know, when I watch like hard knocks and they have those, you know, they show those scenes when guys are going in to, to get cut, that, that seems like that would be a tough one. What, what's the hardest part? You know, I think it's, Everything but the football. You know, I, I turned on, my wife and I were eating dinner last night, one of our favorite places down here in Florida. And obviously the TV's muted, but I'm looking at it and I'm watching Matt Rule have to explain how he cut a guy, a defensive back that hit a guy. It was, you know, you, you'd call it a cheap shot. I don't think anybody does it on purpose, 
right, but but I don't know that I've ever seen that where you know he has to fire the guy on the spot, um, you know, for playing football, yeah. and and those types of things. I mean, Matt Rule didn't want to have to deal with that, uh, but Matt Rule had to deal with that, and it's just some of those things, some of the non-football things, you know. Um, you know, I watched, you know, Zimmer at the, you know, the Vikings had to cut a guy that was, you know, uh, indicted on a felony. Yeah. Um, you know, those kind of things. I mean, they happen in the NFL. Well, you don't, nobody wants that stuff to happen and wants to deal with it. But so I'd say, Coop, really for me, it was everything other than football, you know, the day-to-day operation of football. And then when you get away from the game, What's the what's what do you miss the most? I mean, obviously the co- competition and the winning and losing, but what 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 else do you really miss? You know, I, I just miss you know, no doubt, uh, I miss game day. I miss the excitement. I miss you know everybody. That, that, that's the easy part. Um, but I think even more so than that, the day to day relationship. You know, whether it be with you know your favorite offensive guy, or you know whether it be you know, the training staff, you know, uh, you know, busting on guys in the training room, just, just the, the, you know, the hodgepodge relationship of being with the players and the staff every day in that unity and that bond that you build, um, you know, you, you don't replace that uh, doing something else. As always, coach, we have one last bite of cold soup and we give it a grade from one to a thousand. How'd you do today? All right, this is Mama's special recipe. I, I, I'm going to say I, I got a thousand on that. I'm batting a thousand on my soup, Coop. Perfect score for a perfect guy. Coach, can't thank you enough for joining us. Really appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you soon.